OTB Sports Rugby. 1-15, to everyone's got a role to play in terms of breaking down the opposition, but it's an enjoyable attack to, to be involved in because we all like to play rugby and get our hands on the ball and stuff like that. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. Watch every single live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports, BT Sports and Premier Sports. I'm prepared to edit my account. Well, do it then. Do it then. What about your start to the game? I was, it wasn't bad, was it? <laughs> Why should be an honest answer be a mistake? How can a modern day manager not have a mobile phone? Why should he? Oh. Rest easy, everyone. Kenny Cunningham's in for the night. We're excited. We're pumped. <laughs> So, latest in the Premier League, Arsenal are 2-0 up after an hour. They are at home. Four of their next five matches, including tonight, at home. So, the comforts of home, very much the case for Arsenal at the moment. 2-0 up against Everton. Bakayo Saka on 40 minutes. Zinchenko with the assist. Has he signed that contract yet, Saka? (laughs) When is he out of contract? I don't know. I thought it was maybe is a year. Is it a year with an option? Never quite sure, but... It's certainly not this summer or we'd know all about it. Oh, it's not this summer. No, it's definitely... I think it might only be a year, which is which is dangerous territory. And the slight worry was they've been talking about this contract basically since the start of the season. Now we're told it's it's about to be done, but until, uh, yeah, until the ink's on the paper, you're never quite sure because he's such an important player for well, Arsenal. You know, if I was Bukayo's agent... Saying, we you take your time. We're gonna take our time. With each no, passing, when he's at that stage, I think each yeah. passing month and adding yeah, zeros. Yeah, but no, I think he's at. He's got to be fair to the club as well. He's either got to sign he the contract, not. or let it be known that he's not going to sign a contract. And I'll, you know I'll, the consequences of that. Then he's I'll, on his way. I'll in the sign summer. the contract when you give me four hundred grand a week. Oh yeah, I, I think he'll sign the contract. I think he'll get close to what he's looking for. But if his agent's doing his job, he'll he'll also demand a. A get out clause as well, you know, somewhere maybe eighty to a hundred million pounds. Where you know, if if Saka decides in the next couple of years, if he signs a five year deal and within two years, yeah, suddenly takes a bit of a downward spiral and he feels his ambitions are best served elsewhere. He's got an avenue out, which which uh, Declan Rice hasn't had at West Ham for the past couple of years because his agent uh, didn't elect to put one in there, which has been the case with a few players. They get stuck. They the can't kind of thing, out. the kind of thing Harry Kane's brother has never heard of. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably the, the biggest high-profile high example, Hardy Kane. And like I was saying, you would have thought Declan Royce maybe would have would have learned from that. Maybe I'm doing the maybe I'm doing the service. Maybe his agent decided no, we're, we're happy enough just to sign the contract. And but you're given everything. You're you're given you know you're given the club. You know you're taking any you no know, control yourself in terms of your potentially your your future. Uh, career it's pretty you're pretty much dependent on the women of the club in terms of when they sell yeah. you and for exactly how much and clubs will not be shy in taking advantage if it suits them so Saka scored in 40 minutes and then 6 minutes later Martinelli scored the second Saka with the assist that's another zero so 2 nil, 62 minutes in the clock Arsenal in good shape also this evening at Anfield 49 minutes in the clock nil all between Liverpool and Wolves meanwhile FA Cup we have at Old Trafford, Manchester United, 65 minutes in the clock. They are 1-0 down. Saeed Benarama with the goal at the start of the second half. United OK-ish. Casemiro off the bench at half-time. And then Saeed Benarama with the goal. I'll ask you about the game in a second. I know we're watching it here. Southampton against Grimsby. I had seen that Southampton had equalised. That has been struck off. So Southampton are back to 2-1 down against Grimsby. In League 2? 16th in League 2 
Southampton FA, FA Copa Burnley and Fleetwood nil all if you're interested and Spurs away to Sheffield United nil all we can't get the Arsenal game on TV we were I mean it was very old school as we were playing uh, Jerry Thornley and Andy Dunn we were watching Manchester United and West Ham with the sound down and we were listening to the radio commentary of Arsenal against Everton which was I mean it's amazing really a game of that significance Arsenal going for the the title in, in an era where you just can't you know it seems like every single game every time you switch on the telly there's kind of live football but a game of that significance my brain found it tricky I have to say to watch a game and hear commentary of a different game <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I got the best of both worlds there so uh, oh, Manchester sure. United this evening meh no a bit of a drop off it's hard to be overly critical I mean generally it's been a high level of performance there although you say that I'm sure Ten Hag would probably say first half against Leicester last week wasn't perfect but generally speaking in a really good place reasonably consistent level of performance individual players really playing at uh, at their peak high level talking about Rashford here in particular Casemiro kind of Luke Shaw um uh, Martinez, those type of players in key areas of the pitch, really performing consistently well. So that's why they are where they are. But yeah, slight drop off, understandable off the back of the euphoria of the weekend. Yeah, maybe so. But I think I think this will sting if they go out because I think there's still an opportunity for them in this competition. You know, get over this hurdle tonight, West Ham quarterfinals, and you know potentially could tiptoe away into another into another cup final and that's what he wants listen to Ten Hag the last couple of days he's he's hungry isn't he well Roy Keane did not like the smell of the atmosphere at Old Trafford half time ITV <laughs> just got a bad feeling too many on, presentations like. <laughs> he said I thought he a lot of <laughs> presentations gotta, tonight yeah, I'm with him I'm For with nothing. him on that one a little bit I saw I was watching um, it was uh, now don't get me wrong Harry Kane broke Jimmy Greaves' record well, well and good um, fantastic achievement but there was a bit of a show there prior to the West Ham game wasn't it right, yeah. a couple of he got a boot yeah he yeah. looked as if he was carrying that trophy in the back of his shorts like for the, the 90 minutes after that because probably one of the worst games I've seen him playing in a long time not saying it's a direct result of that but yeah those type of things again focus you know some players you know too much of that razzmatazz kind of going on just kind of deflects a little bit just in terms of your usual preparation you know so I think there's actually a little bit of value uh, in, ter- in terms of what Roy's saying I do actually <laughs> it saves you having to analyse the game I suppose uh, so Martinez came on as well which is interesting he can't be happy come. many substitute appearances had in the last month to see come on sent to half it's almost it's weird I can't remember like trying to think if I ever came off the bench I'm not sure I ever came off the bench as a centre half to bar injury well to play yeah I Straight, you know, you sent the you sent a half to fit. They play. Is that he, he sending Martinez on there? As in, I, I, like, I wanted to rest you, and I wanted to rest Casemiro in this FA Cup match, but actually, I don't like the attitude, and so I'm sending on two no, of I my think guys. So. Kick but up the yeah, ass. Yeah, well, I just think it will simply put Joe. He improves the team. I know it's kind of a central area of the pitch. They're kind of chasing the game one 0 down. You're thinking, really, you sent the half, but I think it kind of does matter. Um, like I said the level that he's playing at he's winning every tackle attitude is right as well distribution I think has been very good as well and we talk about Harry, Harry Maguire just off air Joe saying for me he's been very safe and conservative with his passing when I've seen him play and he hasn't played too often playing almost within himself and that was one of his big, biggest strengths we know his kind of weaknesses uh, defensively like in certain areas but in possession of the football 
that's how he kind of built his reputation wasn't it ball playing centre half driving into midfield committing players yeah. that was a big thing in England thing. the back three back three but of late actually Martinez is the one who's when he's come on he's been getting his head up pinging like 30, 40 yard accurate diagonal balls so yeah seems an unusual a centre half coming on but I can understand it just because of that kind of attitude he almost raises the level of people of players around them at the moment Were you one of those and, and like lots of good observers Jamie Carragher who knows a defender from a bad defender uh, certainly looked at Martinez when he arrived and thought the height issue is a big issue a very big issue did you have those concerns for him? No I didn't think it was a big issue I think it will, it will always be an issue and there will be times no matter how well he's playing if he maintains this level of consistency no matter how well he's playing there will always be times when balls come into the uh, uh, balls will come into the box of a certain quality he'll come up against the centre forward 6 foot 2 6 foot 3 he's a good head of the ball he's got a bit of spring and there's nothing he's going to be able to do about it no, no matter how hard how well he's playing or how kind of clever he is in terms of bumping people or whatever he will get done now and again per season that's a given yeah, well, that's you, just a fact you of you in it. that boat? yeah I was a little yeah I was a little yeah I was I was I might be a bit. I might have been a bit taller than him, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, up against, um, you know, physically imposing, you know, tall centre forwards who could head a ball in good time and who'd isolation. Yeah, you could be as clever as you wanted in terms of stepping on their toes or maybe bumping them and trying off balance them, but they could kind of see it coming a little bit. Yeah, you were kind of bunched. You know, you know, there's there's pretty much nothing you can do about it. Yeah. But his other attributes make up for that. I played with a lad at Wimbledon, like a lot of people might know, like uh, Chris Perry. He's one of the best defenders I, I kind of uh, played with. And Chris was like uh, maybe five foot ten, skinny as a rake. Ne- never wouldn't know where the gym was. Couldn't find it in the in, at the football club. But absolute great defender. Look, rash we called him. He was that type. He was that type of player. No real outstanding attribute in terms of his you know his game. Technically, wasn't it? Wouldn't be the best footballer. Chris would say that. Uh, himself and like I said would not physically uh, imposing but just a great competitor you know fiercely competitive smart smart quite mobile over the ground good reader of the game all those things as well so that, those they make up for it so when you're looking at the whole it's very easy to focus on one maybe small weakness and Mar- with Martinez it's obviously it's his height but at the moment the other parts of his game are so exceptional that you know he's, he's, he's the first name of the team sheet Casemiro header I think this is going to be disallowed. Akin to Sunday. Free kick is from the left-hand side. This time, though, it's an in-swinger and it's Bruno. But I think Casemiro's gone quite early. Yeah, not, not, a, not a huge amount. Yeah, I think he's just off, yeah. He tacks those well, those, those balls crosses into the box. I mean, again, he's not physically, he's not, it wouldn't be a beast, would he? Maybe six foot, if that, but... Again, just timing, arriving into the box. Mm. Kind of brave as well. Referee's waiting for word. We'll see. One all at the moment on the scoreboard, but I suspect this may be... I think there's a bit of a like, you know, illusion about him, uh, Casemiro. Obviously, he's watched a huge amount of him play like uh, everybody else. And I've never quite bought into these. He's been kind of tagged, isn't he? We, all, we always pigeonhole players in the modern game, particularly in midfield, don't we? Oh, Defensive-minded, is number six, tacking number eight or, or whatever. Um, and Casemiro is almost a given in terms of he's been that kind of quarterback defensive linchpin, that number six behind Cruz and Modric. He's kind of the defensive linchpin. Yeah. And I kind of buy that to a, to a point. 
But I've always felt his game, he was a, a more all-rounded midfielder than people gave him credit for. Maybe never saw a huge amount of that at Real Madrid because he didn't have to in terms of their kind of setup. But I always felt he was comfortable getting into forward areas of the pitch and had had a pass, you know, had that kind of clever little pass in the goal. and even finishing shots from distance and arriving in the box. Always showed enough to suggest that Actually, there might be more to his game. I think we've seen that since oh. he's been at United. When he stepped forward, kind of out of that midfield pocket into advanced areas, Joe, he's comfortable. Big you know, time. crosses into the box, little sl- accurate little passes down the sides, and even getting into the, uh, onto the end of things himself. He's a more kind of complete uh, central midfielder than I think people give him credit for. I think a lot of people have been taken by surprise. That goal has been disallowed. So still, 74 minutes in the clock, Manchester United nil, West Ham one is where we are. Uh, Declan Rice, speaking of Arsenal this evening, and Declan Rice and West Ham obviously in action this evening as well, the rumours of Rice to Arsenal all over the papers today, 80 million it seems will get 80. it done. 80 million, 8-0. I'd be amazed if that get, uh, gets done at that. There is the English tax, so 50, 60 million plus your 20, 30. Yeah, it's just the owners. It's just the owners. I mean, they generally get good value um, uh, for their players, and eighty sounds cheap. To be honest oh, with cheap. you, cheap. Okay. I thought, oh, I, sorry, I thought you meant that's a lot for rice. Oh no, I think it, it's reasonably cheap. I would have thought maybe a hundred and above. I thought they'd be pretty. I thought they'd be digging their hills. Oh no, 80. The West Ham owners. But, uh, do you not think behind the scenes, even rice at this stage is saying, well, "Everyone, this, come on." Yeah, but this. Yeah, but he's he's almost got to, he's almost got to say it publicly. Because we've seen this a hundred times before over the years with players. It's a PR battle then between player owners and supporters in terms of perception, what's going on here. And ultimately, for the for the owners to be able to look the fans in the eyes and say, look, there's nothing we can do here. Generally, it needs the player to come out publicly and say, look, I'm out here. Mm. You need to let me go. I want to move. And as soon as supporters hear that, that a player doesn't want to be at their kind of football club then they're kind of rowing behind the owners and say okay we'll suck it up now get them out mm. and get as much and get as much as you can until that point I think it's always a case of players that we want to keep why are we selling our best players why are you selling that's why generally speaking the owners are, are they're waiting for that kind of tipping point that moment it's almost like a game of bluff isn't it who's going to blink force between the owners and the player and generally that's what the owners I think are looking for the, for the play, player to come out publicly yeah. and say that they need that they almost need that to kind of push it through Rice should go at this stage shouldn't he in his career yeah time's about right now for me I think he does yeah I'd, I'd like to see him actually and Arsenal funnily enough they went in the conversation I suggested at the start of the season Joe whether Rice, Liverpool it always felt like a countdown to Chelsea return for a yeah, long time yeah and I think, I think publicly almost he almost as, as much as come out and said it obviously very close to what Mount, Mason Mount won a close relationship there I think you're right there's an affinity there with him and the football club they're crying out for a central midfielder of that ilk even, even now at the moment even though they spent that money on Fernando they still think they need another one but in terms of yeah how the season has evolved Arsenal the position that you're in you wouldn't blame him suddenly if he's looking at Arsenal thinking well that's some project there and Saka puts pen to paper this week Martinelli's already signed those young players have committed themselves certainly to the short medium term whose place does Rice take? Oh. Xhaka 
Yeah, it's easy. That's an easy one, yeah. I like Xhaka pushing forwards and shanking midfield. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> yeah, I think he comes in there alongside Partey, but just kind of reinforce, not just reinforce, he actually rises the le- uh, raises the level. And I think in that Arsenal team, we might actually see him more of a, more of a license to go and a, a drive into those attacking areas, which he's capable of doing as well. I'm talking about Casemiro. He's more than capable of that as well. Uh, Declan Rice but again he plays has played more of a disciplined more of a yeah. straight jack a little bit at West Ham but he's capable of driving forward with the ball into attacking areas and affecting the game as well took his goal at the weekend very nicely as well yeah. he can, he can uh, put away a shot so it seems that Arsenal according to a piece read in the London Times have we a goal here? Old Trafford? OG 1-0 OG from an in-swinging corner it was Harry Maguire was going up for it but West Ham defender just got ahead in front of him and it's an OG keeper was coming off the line so 1-0 at Old Trafford coming up on 80 minutes on the clock uh, so there's, the reporting in the London Times was Arsenal are looking for two centre midfielders one winger one left back and they're happy to sell Kieran Tierney as well if you've got 25, 25 million they'll take it for Tierney interesting yeah uh, Arteta has a net spend of 330 million net spend 330 million sterling since he took the job in December 19 spent their way to success as well it's amazing yeah when you kind of uh, I think you probably if you contrast probably Liverpool's a good example I mean, Liverpool's net spend I, mean, I think it was maybe prior to the start of this season Jared, Liverpool were just outside the top 10 top 10 in terms of net spend over the last I think it was maybe five probably since Klopp came in at Liverpool so people forget that forget that I think in terms of the success Liverpool have had in relation to what they've actually spent it's yeah. absolutely phenomenal the job they've done there that's that's Klopp the ownership recruitment department the whole shebang like. Liverpool's still in the lull against Wolves uh, Liverpool against Crystal Palace on Saturday was a truly truly awful game the most interesting thing about that game is that it was the oldest average age, the oldest Liverpool team since 1953. Yeah. Yeah, but you wouldn't have... That, that's a suggestion there that the majority of that squad is like over the, the hill. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's quite uh, accurate. I mean, there's a, we know a couple of players there past their peak, Henderson in particular... Probably the the best example of that for, uh, for me. But apart from that, you wouldn't say I me. Mean, can't say Van Dijk is is over the hill like Pat. It did Pat occur Pat to me. Is best or, or it, too many. No, others. it's true. It did occur to me. Lots of teams might break those records soon because players are playing longer. Yeah, yeah. I don't think don't twenty nine in nineteen fifty three was like being forty. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, so I don't think that quite uh, no, stacks quite. up. That's not Liverpool's problems. No. You know, they've got the dads. It's not like a dad's army. You know, you're looking at them thinking that's ridiculous. Like, you know what I mean? That that, that isn't the case. Just just short as we know in, in certain areas of the pitch or in, in particular area of the pitch that kind of midfield area so that's not going to resolve itself so Liverpool's part just have to be patient and wait until the summer and hope they can just scrap and put some kind of run together and you know, you know we thought there was a sign of life and then the Real Madrid game followed by Palace game a step backwards they've Manchester United on Sunday this feels like a must win tonight I've got to be honest with the Wolves game Got a sense of that before the Newcastle game, where Newcastle, where you felt there was a game they had to go and win, they did. You know, I know Pope got sent off and all that, but even still, that was an important win. Yeah, so there's a drop off again, Crystal Palace, which again I think puts more focus on the Wolves game tonight. With that, bearing in mind that Manchester United game coming up the weekend, just feels as if what is it, nine, nine points behind Spurs, two games in hand, exactly. got five points. Be- 
yeah, five points behind prior to the game, the game this evening. So, yeah, just get a bit of a sense of this is a game which they need to win again against Wolves just to get that momentum kind of going again. At Anfield, the Liverpool team, if you're interested, uh, Trent right back, Simicas left back, Van Dijk and Canade. Their midfield three is Elias, Fabinho, Bacic, and then it's Salah, Diogo Jota, Darwin Nunes. That's the Liverpool team this evening. Strong team, nil all, and they're what? Yeah. 65 minutes into the game there. Yeah. Uh, just give us a quick word. I have a few things I want to chat to you on the far side of the break. Uh, the the Graham Potter thing, I remember talking to you a few weeks about it, Chelsea. It's not improving. Are you starting to think this guy's gone? Uh, he, he could be. I mean, I, I never thought 100% he was safe. I, I, I think I, the caveat was he, he can find something between now and the end of the season. A little bit of form, a kind of run of games, just to give a suggestion that, look, Things have settled here. You know, I've found a formula. We're kind of building. We're on. The, we're in the, you know, upper trajectory. All that type of thing. Then yeah, he's absolutely. I felt he was fine, but hasn't found it yet. And they're and they're continually losing games. And you're right. They got the Dortmund game coming up, isn't it? Uh, the uh, the following week. I think I think I wouldn't say it's key, but I think that'll be a factor because obviously it's their only way. You can't see it through the league, Champions League football now. So really, I mean, it's a weak argument in terms of them winning the Champions League at the moment, the form that they're in, but I suppose that's what they're grasping at, the ownership. I don't think it's everything. If they, if they don't make Champions League, he's out the door. It's not as simple as that. But it certainly won't help him. It certainly won't help him in that respect. And I, yeah, I'd probably stick to the same line, to be honest with Joe. He needs to find something. I don't think he's going to go now in the next week or the next kind of uh, uh, two weeks. But I, I think he's, he's not foolish enough to realise that if he doesn't find something between now and the end of the season then yeah I think these owners as much as they've committed to them if they feel as if they've made a mistake I don't think it'll be a case of oh we're going to save face here and kind of stick with him for another year I think I think they'll hold a handsome and say look looks like we've made a mistake he's gone and we'll, we'll and go again do you think they have made a mistake do you think there's something about Potter that's not suited to the the chaos at Chelsea no I don't think so but I think the ownership have caused a little bit of, I, I heard it little bit of a conversation maybe comments from the manager and I, I think I understood what he was saying in terms of the amount of players that have come into the football club in, in such a short period and the numbers he's having to deal with Joe on a daily basis on the training pitch people say what does that mean well it means like you rock up to training every morning and there's like 30 players roll out onto the training pitch you know looking looking to train you've got to accommodate all them and they all want to feel part of it they don't want to feel as if they're not with the main group or suddenly they don't matter as much as anybody else but as a manager you're focused on the game and the Saturday you're focused on in your in your head that's starting 11 now you might be able to accommodate you know 16, 17 maybe even to 11 v 11 a lot of managers 11 v 11 which I understand I'm, I'll be a big fan of that just replicating you know in your training what you're going to you know what you're going to be doing on a Saturday full size pitch 11 v 11s you know some managers would do that but even then that's only 22 yeah you, know, you got 8 players stood on the sideline or even worse you're throwing 8 players out for an additional coach do a, little, a few little drills on the side of the pitch and these aren't like eight, 17, 18 year old kids who are just happy to be up training with the first team that's different these are seasoned players big money players who feel as if they should be playing so that's out, outside of his, his control I'm sure if he'd had total control over that it would have been a slower piece by piece approach in terms of recruiting these type of players over a period of time so I have a bit of sympathy for uh, Potter in that respect if there is a few murmurs and uh, it's difficult to manage that that number of players Joe it's very difficult to manage mm. we'll take a short break a few things I want to get to you on the far side a football show 
is brought to you by Sky. Catch the biggest live Premier League games every weekend on Sky Sports. Again, the latest uh, across the football this evening. Still nil all at Anfield between Liverpool and Wolves. 69 minutes on the clock. Ooh, big jump at Arsenal. They've gone from 2-0 to 4-0 up. Saka, Martinelli in the first half. Second half has been Odegaard. And then Martinelli scored his second, Arsenal's fourth. So that is emphatic. <sighs> Arsenal four, Everton nil. Uh, elsewhere, still uh, Manchester United and West Ham won all. And Grimsby have beaten Southampton. 16th <laughs> in League Two versus Premier League. What I will say, oh, here we when go. I think of Grimsby, grey fish and chips. Yeah. Grey fish and chips on the way right. back. On the way back, coach. First thing when you got on the coach... Have the fish and chips been ordered? We headed back to London. Would have been back in my Millwall days. Lovely. Plymouth where, was the same. Where is Grimsby? Uh, east, east, east coast, north, north, east, that, that side. Grimsby. <laughs> north, north Sea. Do you ever think about North Sea? Teacher? North Sea. North Sea, okay. North Suffolk, Suffolk, heading up the, that side of England. One particular shop or is there great fish and chips across? Oh, did, no, I think just generally. It's generally. a given course yeah it's probably coastal I suppose and the Plymouth was the same remember down there get your Cornish pasties yeah. down at Plymouth stand did, alone did you miss that by the end of your career that the days of fish and chips on the bus were gone oh yeah they went they, yeah microwaves all Marks and Spencers meals were coming in somebody designated somebody came on the coach designated to make the you know the the food and bring it bring it down to the tables yeah. wasn't the same. You had to have no. like a ready made meal microwave. Oh, I love I um, love leaving there. When are we leaving? Come on, let's go. And we drive around the corner, the back streets, and you'd see the fish uh, chip our coach and pull in <laughs> <laughs> hazards, <laughs> hazards. Uh, the the physio generally the physio was the oh, no sorry the kit man was the one uh. responsibly out. Oh, Get all the gear, bring it on. Ketchup, salt and vinegar. He'd be back out with bottles of salt and <laughs> vinegar, all the ketchup, back on the couch and just throw it. And there was always somebody disappointed. Never be the last one to ask for your, because always got the order wrong. Or somebody had changed their mind. Somebody had ordered whatever, burger and chips. Then they'd, oh, I fancy the fish. They grabbed the chips. <laughs> so you'd never end up with what, if you left it, if you left it too late, Joe, you'd never get what you wanted. Oh, I'd say after a nice win, driving oh, home. Oh, fish and chip. That's I the know best. the new to people, oh, you know, the people used to come in and dietitians and, oh, you can't be have, but I always felt psychologically, though it sounded a weak argument, for me it was always, you know, your food. It's so important, professional athlete, you know, that time, of the, whether it's the coach or you're at a hotel, mm. Chow time, Joe, matters. Chow time matters, let me tell you that. But you always see pizza in a dressing room afterwards, still. Is pizza that much better than fish and chips? No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, fish, a bit of cod. How's your bang like? Well, oh, covered fresh in cod. Fresh cod. Do you have batter on your cod? By <laughs> <laughs> any chance. Fresh cod. Oh, man, you're actually making me hungry here. I haven't had dinner. You smoke cod? Would you? Are you no. Would you ever? No, batter all the way. That's old school, isn't it? Smoke cod. Never even that was a big uh, smoke. Had to be smoked. From a takeaway? Oh, yeah, smoke cod. Yeah, big. You wouldn't see Back that in, in the menu day. now, would you? I don't even know. Not very rarely. Yeah. Bordocks do, funny enough, uh, do fish bites and fish, not fish bites and chips, but they mix it up, their fish, I noticed, and they're smoked and fresh. And you'll get about six pieces, big chunky pieces, but they mix it up with the smoked and the fresh, which I think is a nice touch. Both battered. Yeah, oh yeah, but Jesus, it's a given, Joe, isn't it? Battered. I don't know. Smoked. I don't know if you can smoke Poached. Po- what are you expecting? Caught to be poached or something? Jesus. 
Us is batter. I didn't know. Fine. I'd have to give a shout out to people. Not being funny. Me local up in Clan Shark Roy. Lou Chia's uh, takeaway. Fish and chips. <sighs> Outstanding, Joe. North side of the city. Haven't, haven't tasted any better. And I know for a fact people travel <laughs> to that fish and chip. Seriously, Joe. When people travel more than what? Mile and a half, two miles for a fish and chip shop. Yeah. It's pretty special. Right. I'm going to get some fish and chips tonight. <laughs> Settled. Uh, short break. We're back in just a minute. Perfect timing at Old Trafford. Garnacho curls it. Well, actually, didn't curl it. He pinged it into the far corner in the 90th minute. Manchester United 2, West Ham 1. I know, I just can't help themselves at the moment. Just in that funny habit, aren't they? Winning games by hook or by crook. Yeah, it's good to say. I like this young flip. Obviously, no big surprise. I just like his attitude, Joe. He seems to be one of them. He's a little bit of a, he's a, bit of a strut. A bit of a nasty edge about him. Just doesn't get phased. And always just always impacts the game. Got to start this evening. And uh, he's left that late, but that was, a, that was a great finish. Probably strengthens the argument that, you know, he, he probably he probably has to stay in the team at the moment. When you look at what Anthony is offering up and Sancho showing a little bit of late, to be fair, but... Yeah. In terms of consistent performance, he probably has to play with Rashford at the moment, either side of number nine. Goal at Anfield. Darwin Nunes, 1-0 Liverpool. Both uh, Sunday opponents score within minutes of each other. Yeah. No, they need to yeah, they need to win that, like I said. Kenny, 18 years ago. Where were you 18 years ago? 2005. Oh, still playing. Just that Birmingham, yeah. Was that Birmingham? Was it just 2006? I finished there. Well, 18 years ago, Kenny, yesterday, we touched on this on a slight tangent yesterday. Yeah. 18 years ago, there was a titanic tussle. Norwich go 2 0 up. Man City come back 2 2. Half time. Carrow, 20,000. Oh, Nearly got a few sherbets in the uh, in the hospitality in the in the first half. Oh, oh dear, dear, oh dear, it's so good. Well, Delia's version of events. Oh, speaking of sherbets, there was a documentary made about this, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, it's that iconic. Oh, Fred has scored three-one Manchester United. It's party at Old Trafford. Fred makes it three-one Manchester United. Ninety-fifth minute. Liverpool have gone two-nil up. Something in the air here. Uh, Delia said at the moment, they just handed me the microphone and said, go on, go, do it. I had heels on and the pitch was muddy, so it was hard to walk. Everyone thought I was drunk. (laughs) 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 Oh, one of the great ones Uh, of all time. Tough, cut her a bit of slack. Uh, And she definitely went into football speak as well. (laughs) She doesn't talk like that usually. She doesn't. Uh, Kenny, on Liverpool playing Wolves so often, there's a text in saying, how can they be playing Wolves again? This must be the sixth time they've played each other in this season alone. Which reminded Mick outside of 98-99 season. Kenny Cunningham's Wimbledon played Spurs a lot. So here are the dates. Day one of the season, you beat Spurs 3-1. And then 16th of January 99 in the league, nil all draw. Seven days later, FA Cup, one all, Davidson Ola goal. 
Not going to ask who you were, Martin Kenny. <laughs> uh, four days later, League Cup semi final, first leg, nil all. Then FA Cup replay, Spurs win 3 0. Then League Cup semi final, second leg, Spurs win that 1 0. That's one, two, three, four, five times in a month. Oh, that hurt us, yeah. Oh. No, I haven't thought about that for a long time, <laughs> to be honest. It was a semi-final, I forget. Yeah, yeah League Cup was, semi-final, two uh, legs. I was tight, yeah. we done well over there, nil all. And One nil then. Yeah, Spurs. yeah, just... Yeah, that hurt. That really sick, hurt. Sick of them, were you? And who were you marking? Yeah, it's funny, like, yeah, as you know, yeah. <laughs> I was a general, I didn't know. It's interesting, you you do, there is that, because you play so many games in such proximities, and particularly who you're, you're playing up against... To a certain extent, the team and their how they set up, yeah, you know, uh, to a point. But that player up against, and I think he played. Janola played all of those games. I think I did as well. So it's almost like you're quite in tuned in terms of as you as you would expect. Right, he's going to receive this. The little kind of body shape, and Joel uh, Janola had a body swerve which I'd actually never seen before. He was he was he was two foot, but he's pre- predominantly right foot. And he played off the left. I don't know if you remember. Sorry, I, uh, I, we, I mean, I remember yes. That season in particular, people remember because he was so brilliant. Now, he won player's player and probably Did didn't deserve to win player's player. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. Well, there were a lot of Manchester United treble right. winning players who thought yeah. Ginola won player's player, but he did. Yeah, but because he was different at the time, because he was six foot uh, uh, one, uh, st- you know, big broad shoulders. This wasn't your traditional type of wing- winger, two footed. Yeah. You know, I said predominantly right foot, but played off the left, and he had this thing, and I'd really never seen it before. Where he got the ball kind of tied to the the touch line, and he dropped his shoulder to the inside and swivel on his outside. It's another pretty obvious thing, but I actually never quite seen it before. So first time you're up against him, ooh, takes your by surprise. You get done once or twice, and you're switched on it. So yeah, four games and four or five games, wherever it was, you're you're really kind of in tune with each other. And he was a he was a big test to be honest because his delivery job was probably as good as I've played against with both feet. Yeah. So, you know, he gets the ball, the ball's fed to him 25 yards out from the goal, tied to the touch, and he's running at you, you know, stick or twist, really. You know, you do show him to the left or to the right, predominantly left-footed off that side, you know, show him to his, to his right, you know it's going to be a token gesture, kind of cross in, into the box, so you adjust your, your angle of approach and all that with him. It was really tough because yeah. he wasn't slow. He had a decent little turn of pace as well, so he got half a yard on you and didn't need to beat you to get a cross in. He was that type, you know. He could just shift it, and he got that right. whip, that he real could, whip. I mean, do you know a lot of talent for off his left foot, right foot a player to get that whip? Yeah, and he could do it, and he could do a flat shot. This wasn't like one which was, you know, Scoop. softly, softly, yeah, yeah scooped yeah, yeah. to the back post area. It was, it was delivered a real kind of flat trajectory, yeah. and he had like. Um, well not, obviously not as um, sports but when he went to Newcastle like Shearer and Ferdinand you know absolutely lapped that up that type of service but um, yeah he was a good player I mean it was tough playing against because he but how did you do? Oh, I, I can't remember I can't remember not too well but it sounds if he scored, he scored one of the goals he and walked away one. with the player of the year probably, <laughs> probably off he the back of some of, them, some of them but they were tight game. apart from the cup replay I remember they were uh, they were tight games they'd be a decent side at the time uh, Spurs so but yeah it just came out at the wrong end as per usual as per your story of your life <laughs> as you know I, he was amazing then 
he was so good That's I saw him uh, I was in a sorry just him funny enough I just thought of it there I was in a gym um, I don't know it was actually in London somewhere I don't know why, why it was there but he was there maybe with a couple of sports players it might have been Quinn since he was in there and uh, I remember watching him train in the gym and he never lifted a weight and he was a size maybe he t- took off his, his jersey that Barnsley game wasn't he scored that spectacular goal do you remember dribbled on the inside and uh, pass inside the far corner of Barnes he was an FA Cup game a big game he took the short off and obviously was ripped Ronaldo was that the time so, John Gregory said he was fat and he was letting him know yeah I think that was fat. a bit of that yeah he brought it off the back of that <coughs> but I watched him in the gym uh, that day not literally like staring at him like you know what I mean but and he never he never lifted a weight he was he stretched he stretched continuously I'd say for about 40 minutes 45 minutes I remember saying to somebody I might know somebody at Spurs at the time they yeah. said yeah it's pretty typical just massive in terms of stretching lifts very little kind of weight and he was the first one he was the first one who made me think that's interesting yeah like you know just stretching just yeah. totally focused on even in terms of like building a little bit of body strength almost because you could see him he was like yeah. pumped he had muscles after stretching yeah. for about 40 45 okay. minutes I see yeah. yeah yeah so little things like this you know you, you look at back back then in the day you weren't getting a huge amount of information off people and because Henri never t- on, on Thierry Henri never touched the gym yeah never and you I mean he took off his top and it was um, sculpted yeah, but it was not done in the gym. No, I get it. I could never get that. Those kind of thoughts never came into my head when I was a kid. It was everything just go into the gym and lift as heavy as you could. That's what I was about for say five years when I first started. That's what I was kind of encouraged to do. Didn't know anything different, but yeah, crazy stuff. Now you get some gain to an extent. Don't get me wrong, but you're all lopsided. You know, you're kind of top half, chest, shoulders, and forget about that kind of course the yeah. Billy Pilates stuff that we're talking about. Even your legs, a few token. And that's it. So you know, your body shapes all kind of lopsided and everything. So yeah, it was interesting. Uh, you were watching. just doing the weights for your Tinder profile. Two <laughs> uh, 0 Liverpool. Salah with the second. It was uh, Van Dijk with the first. Nunes goal. That was disallowed. So Van Dijk first. Salah second. Uh, lads, on Grimsby, can you give a shout out to Gavin Houlihan from Kilkenny? Scored both goals for Grimsby tonight against Southampton. Must be the fish and chips Kenny was on about, says Dermot Bulger. Cheers for the text, Dermot. Uh, we have already put in the bid to try and get him on the show tomorrow. Not every day you score two goals. Uh, and do you know what, Joe? Match. We talk about all the Irish players, don't yeah. we? In terms Evan Ferguson, we've mentioned, and obviously the lads around the squad, 21s and other lads in and around and whatever, but there's another mass of like Irish yes. players out there who aren't, you can categorise, not, not around the first team squad, out maybe the underage structure for some time and are over there earning a living only moments like that they kind of pop up yeah another boy another car class had to have a whole city I was made aware of as well of late and you think I don't, don't know I haven't heard of them amazing who's they're all man, around who's your man who kept scoring winners in the FA Cup for about three years oh down in Wales we'd always have him on the show he was great yeah he's playing for that Newport was he playing down in Newport beat Spurs one year yeah yeah I'm sure or Gammond Amund. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and you know what? They they must be that cohort who have made their way over to England and are making a living. Yeah. At a certain level, they are the most underrated sports people in the country, because they're what they have done is reach an unbelievably high level but low profile. Yeah, exactly. But, but, but um, there's there's plenty of them around, like oh, yeah. you know, just in terms of just numbers, the numbers game, the amount of players we have over there and living in you know, doing well and putting his shift in. Good luck to him. I'm a place for me. These moments that they're having, you're saying, let's get him on the show and whatever. Former, Great. Yeah. Former draw at a Cork City Waterford player. So lots of League of Ireland fans will know him. Uh, I've no doubt in my mind, Kenny was a loads of salt and vinegar. Please, man. Absolutely. Is there any other man to be? 
How could you? Going. How would you get so? How would you get so? How would now you get the fish and chips into and a fish and chip shop? And I'm like, no, you got to keep going. <laughs> keep. Going. <laughs> uh, sometimes if we brown ever, vinegar, <laughs> or white, no brown. If 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 we ever Preference. if we ever order online, you know, like whatever. Ah, no, that's cheating. Can I, I just finish? I, no, I think fish and chip <laughs> shops. I think there should be a, a, a rock. This there should be something brought in. Nobody can uh, order, order online. online from it. No, You've got to get off your sofa. No, we don't do it. And get down there and queue like everybody else no. for your fish and chips. But there's no facility if you order online to be like loads of salt and vinegar. So we'll exactly. put in the order and then we have to ring and say, did you see that order there from uh, wherever? Uh, can I you don't like Loads it. of salt and vinegar, please. I don't like seeing those drivers deliver wherever they are coming out of the, the fish and chip shop stacked up. On, yeah, no, I don't. I must admit, I don't like it. But you don't, do you, but like your coffees, uh, the, this thing like, which has continued a little bit in terms of people ordering like coffees being delivered out of the like coffee chains. Oh, no. and, yeah, that's still As going on. Getting coffees delivered. That kind of stuff, yeah. That's different to your dinner. Fish and chips, though. Uh, why don't Liverpool sign Rice and Mount? Mount only has one year left in his contract. Squeaky and Kerry. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I, I like Mount, but Mount's not the type of player Liverpool Liverpool need. Rice is, obviously, it goes without saying. Can we finish in a point you wanted to touch on? The out time here is 52-53 uh, territory on that clock there, Kenny. Right. I was just chatting to you about the week that was and the week ahead off air, and you were saying League of Ireland. Yeah, exactly. The week ahead. Season started, attendances like absolutely through the roof, no. which is killing me because well, you mentioned me, asked me earlier what was I doing today. I probably spent an hour and a half trying to book tickets, to be honest with you, for the games over the weekend. There's games Friday and Monday, isn't there? Why League did it take you an hour and a half to do that? <laughs> Joe. <laughs> It's not an easy game, that. It's not an easy game. <laughs> Club websites. Anyway, it's done. So I'm booked in, but. For which games? I'm gonna get a talk on Friday. Yeah. Uh, talk and bows, cracking game, and then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop out UCD actually uh, Monday to see uh, see UCD v Derry. So so we so this is it. So so this is where we are, and it's a great thing for the obvious reasons because games are packed out. It was down at Pats last Friday night, five six thousand people there, rocking atmosphere prior to the game. It wasn't a great game of football, I have to be said to be honest with you, but. Phenomenal the amount of people that are touring out. Same at Daily Mount Park, Daily Mount Park, and all over Cork City. Obviously, yeah. opening game of the season. Back the uh, FA Cup quarterfinal draw about to be made. If we get any uh, pairings through, we'll put them to you. Stephen Kenny's going to be on the football show tomorrow evening. I'm sure Evan Ferguson will be up for discussion. We talked about him at the top of the show. I mean. Don't want to labour the point or heap expectations on him. But things are obviously going very well. He has an eye for goal. He has more to his game than that. He's really pushing for start against France now. Who's most likely to come out if he goes in? And how can you justify... What would be the strongest argument not to have him in? Well, I don't think there is. I don't, don't think there is a strong argument not to have him in. That's not being disrespectful to the other players who are there. We've got some decent options there. Um, Michael Obafemi's had some good moments playing up, up that area which Adam Moida obviously is going to come back into the equation between regularly now for Norwich of Leigh hasn't scored a half full of goals but I think he's the type of player who Stephen Lee's kind of all-rounded central striker still developing and improving Troy Parrott as well has come in and had his, uh, his good moments as well depends how uh, Stephen sees it what type of strikers if he's going to go with the front two are they going to be two kind of runners getting behind and stretch down the sides or is he going to go for somebody who can drop in and maybe link things up a little bit more of a more of a number 10 I suppose depends how he kind of sees it but and you know when you say two runners 
I, is there any argument against just one runner and one Evan Ferguson? Or is there is two runners when you're maybe under the cosh against France? Preferable? Yeah, I just think so. I think ideally, what I'd like to think, even if you got with two runners, they can still drop in and and link things up. Or some players are kind of quite specialised at dropping in and kind of operating in the pockets there. I suppose Callan Robinson was playing that particular role for us. He's not available, obviously, through injury. But I just like, particularly against France, where I think we're going to have to suffer a little bit out of possession and it's going to be like quick transitions. How can we hoard teams and like maybe down the sides and, and over the top? If you've got two players clearly who are comfortable, you know, stretching, running down the sides and actually can actually shift, Michael Abafemi can clearly do that. Evan Ferguson, I wouldn't say he's a, he's a sprinter, but... You know, he can open his legs up, you know what I mean? He's got a decent stride on him. So, yeah, I suppose all of those things, uh, the management team will be will be looking at. Does he go with a flat three in midfield, front two maybe, a number 10 in behind? You know, that's the beauty of that system. You can kind of tinker with it and that kind of central uh, central mm. midfield dirty as well. But, yeah, I can't wait, to be honest with you. I can't wait for the game. Oh, yeah. I'm really looking forward Coming to it. Coming around now, we're uh, pretty much out of time. By the way, the last eight in the FA Cup, so you have Grimsby, as we know, Burnley, Sheffield United, Blackburn, Brighton, Fulham, and then it's Man City, Manchester United as the the big two. So yeah. it's uh I mean you would take a final between those two if it played out that way. No signs of any early draw yet. We are done. Kenny, straight to the fish and chip shop. And Where? Home. Wherever listen. Wherever you want. Blue cheese. Oh, say again, Mick. City play Burnley, United play Fulham. So well, United, fit- United have Fulham and City have Burnley. Yeah, that's Vincent Company. Oh yeah. Yeah, back to Man City. Next, saw, next Man City manager. I saw Burnley described as the best championship side in the last 20 years. They're that good. I haven't seen much of them.